Thank you for showing up in the place where we come together and sit in circle and share the stories that inspire us. Get ready to enjoy this next powerful journey outdoors in nature. Wowzers, is this one a doozy? I am Tegan Cork, like what used to be in a wine bottle, but is just a screw cap now. And I am the host of this podcast, Powerful Journeys Outdoors in Nature. And I am super excited to have a a warm showers visitor. Um, you'll understand more on the podcast uh, and some beautiful interactions with animal animals, wildlife, and also that transition from being an anxious inside nine to five suburban person afraid of nature to embracing it and traversing across countries via using our own self-poweredness and the amazing things we get to see and the way we get to feel when we do that and everything in between. So enjoy this episode and I'll see you for the next one. Hi there, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited as today I'm talking to Dan and uh, Dan came across my path uh, through a program or a website called Warm Showers, which is a really cool initiative that's all over the world um, that helps that helps cyclists, what would you call them? Um, Bicycle tourists. Bicycle tourists, yeah. yeah. So basically, it's kind of like couch surfing, except if you're on a on a bike, and it's kind of like you're self sufficient. So all you really need is like a warm shower and a patch of grass. Really, is like a worst case scenario. Uh, so he was lucky enough. He is currently riding from Melbourne to Byron Bay and has stopped off here in Cabarita and spent the night and has has already been so lovely. And I'm so excited to have him on. So thank you for joining, Dan. Oh, thank you, Tegan. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, I'll get straight into it. So I love people to introduce basically their their body and their soul. And so for your body, I would love to know how old you are and what stage of life you feel like you're at. Sure. So, yeah, as you said, my name's Dan. Um, I'm 31 years old. Uh, in terms of my body, I would say that, or stage of life that I'm in, sorry. Yeah. I would say I'm in a stage of, I guess you could say transition. Mm-hmm. Um so a bit of background on myself, I, uh, up until I discovered cycling yeah. and I discovered traveling on a bike, I would say I had a pretty sedentary life okay. and, uh, very much a nine to five kind of life, very much a, uh, wake up, go to work. And I'm sure a lot of people can sympathize with this, <laughs> wake up, go to work. You, uh, think about dinner, you come home, you get your groceries, you cook dinner, then you go to bed and you do it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that was a pretty accurate description of my life, uh, mm-hmm. or at least all of my 20s. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm in transition. I would say that's a pretty good way to describe it, uh, simply because, you know, I've discovered this thing that I really love, which is traveling by bike. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of working out, um, you know, how can I fit that into my life and mm-hmm. um, have a life where I can do that mm-hmm. often. And... And I guess overall be happy. So I yeah. guess I guess figuring things out and transitioning would be the way to describe yeah, that. Totally. So did you? Uh, how long ago did this transition start? Yeah. So um, to give a bit more background, uh, I learned how to ride a bike as an adult. Yeah. Which is very scary. Wow. <laughs> very. So scary. You, your parents didn't teach you how to ride a bike. You didn't have like no sisters riding bikes, being hoon dogs down the road. No, you didn't have any of that. I came from a family that wasn't quite outdoorsy. Yeah. Um, and even the thought of, uh, 
you know, going on a hike in mm. nature. That just seemed like I couldn't work out how people could do it's that. It's a whole for fun. other world away. <laughs> Why would you move your legs like that? Exactly. And even cycling, I, I had no idea that people cycled for fun. Sure. I always thought that cycling was this thing you do where, you know, you need to get to work or you need to get from point A to point B. Sure. So you get on your bike and, and then that's what the purpose of cycling is. Um, so I, I credit my partner that I'm, uh, well, now married to, yeah. uh, with, um, I guess, a lot of this transformation. But because she did introduce me to bicycle tr touring. Yeah. And um, I did have a sedentary life, as I was saying. It was a very indoors life. I, uh, I've always had um, uh, issues with anxiety. Yep. Um, you know, even that extended to leaving the house. So yeah. I could even... Uh, you know, on a weekend I could just wake up and I could spend my whole day in my house and yeah. that was my bubble and I'd be perfectly mm. content with that. Totally. And the thought of going out and into the sun and uh, into the outdoors and, and, and doing something that required a little bit of physical exertion yeah. just put me in that really anxious state of mind for, for a sure. long time. And, um, do you and think that's because it was just unknown to you? Like if your family wasn't like, hey, let's go for a walk. Like it was just like, what is that nature thing? Like, absolutely. Yeah, the sun gives you cancer. The sea has sharks in it. <laughs> like why would anyone, like, have I mentioned the bugs and the snakes? Like I don't even understand why. Like if you've never had that end result of that feeling, you know, like after a long day cycling now and being in the sun or going for some yeah. of the ocean, you're like, oh, you've never had that feeling as a child. So you never seeked it like consciously as an adult yeah i think you're definitely right um i mean even compare myself to my partner my partner grew up doing tons of cool stuff mm. you know uh well she's from the u.s so it was like ice fishing it was hiking it was you it know was cool. yeah. all this really cool stuff and and my childhood was very much uh tv computer games it yeah. was um you know uh going to the movies with friends sort of yeah. thing so yeah. i can't I, i'm looking back in my mind and i can't remember a single time as a, as a child where we went out and did something like like a hike for example yeah. um so you're right that was completely unknown to me yeah um and when we started going out into nature we started like me, me and my partner as a couple started yeah. doing hikes we started doing uh bicycle trips yeah um there was always this like discomfort like yeah. like it was like uh like i just couldn't like i like uh like the whole hike was just the you know the point a to point b okay. and i just could not wait for that to middle part to be over sure. like I couldn't wait to get to the end of whatever this hike leads to yeah and then the hike was just all hard work or the bike ride was all hard yeah. work and I think it took a lot of um uh maybe familiarity with it yeah for for me to totally. realize and a lot of a lot of incidents uh, incidents is a bad word but like uh situations where I was experiences <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for um to kind of gradually turn that mindset around and realize your point A to point B is great, but how you get there is, mm. you know, that's where all the fun happens. Yeah, well, they say it's, yeah, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Exactly. And I guess that if you're feeling anxious about the journey and it's 99% of it, it's like, why can't we get to the end yet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you had that, so your partner pretty much before, was she just like, this is what I like to do, do you want to come along? And you were probably like wanting to impress her. So you're like, yeah, I love doing stuff like that. <laughs> to be honest, I had to be dragged kicking and screaming to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, we would always have, uh, I wouldn't call it tension because, you know, we get along really well, but it was more like there was this elephant in the room where it was sure. like, she wanted to do outdoorsy stuff, yeah. but I was just like happy to 
be inside and watch a watch something on netflix or, or whatever yeah. the case may be and she would drag me out and she would say oh look i can really tell you're not having fun is everything okay and like, i know think- i said i wouldn't be inside <laughs> doing netflix don't act exactly. like you don't know and then we'd have to compromise we'd have to be like this weekend we're going out this weekend sure. we're staying in and um I think where it all kind of turned around for me, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead. No, I love this. Yeah, is is when we kind of made a kind of ultimatum to kind of push ourselves right out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that was when we cycled across America, when we cycled from Bo- uh, Seattle to Boston. So that was out of her comfort zone as well? I would say that she, she had not done, uh, she'd done a little bit of bicycle touring, like a couple of weeks, okay. uh, maybe like a month or so. Um, but for go for four months constantly with your partner yeah yeah obviously you're not supporter or anything so you're carrying your camping gear you're carrying a lot of dynamics going on yeah there. <laughs> but um i would say it was far more out of my comfort zone than yeah. it was hers so i think it was more of a uh i guess a challenge for me definitely yeah. than it was for her <laughs> what was the tipping point then if you're having to be forced to go outside it feels like you're very separate from mm-hmm. it and that it just it provokes anxiety mm-hmm. and you're pretty much just doing it to please someone else. Like, yeah. At what point did you kind of go, actually, this is actually pretty cool. <laughs> like, what, was it the bicycle riding that did that, that connected you with nature and activities? Or so I think did you we... fall off one day and hit your head and then had an epiphany? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I think um, there was moments leading up to the bike ride where we would go on hikes mm. um, uh, so, like, for example, an overnight hike here and there. We might go for a hike, like, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the National Park or something. Yeah. And um, when you do that enough, you, you start out and you're like, oh, I'm walking. This is uh, this is super uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, you know, it's hot and I just can't wait to yeah. get there. Yeah, air conditioning again. <laughs> yeah, and then get back home, get in yeah. the car and go home. But then cool stuff starts to happen when you're in nature. Like you might see like a lyrebird, like that's just, it makes a really cool sound. And you're like, wow, I would never hear that if I was living in the city. Or, you know, you come out of this hike and there's this magnificent beach there. And Mm. you're like, wow, I would have never found this if I was driving around in my car. Um, But definitely the cycling um, was kind of where it turned around for me. I would say the first couple of weeks, I was kind of in that mindset still where this was a really anxious experience and I'm sorry about that. And it was uncomfortable and I quit, like I was start a day and you know, you cycle the 60 day, uh, 60 kilometers or 80 kilometers, whatever it is. And yeah. that whole way, you just cannot wait for that to be over. Yeah. Um, and probably about, I would say around the time that I started going through some really really awesome national parks in the yeah. u.s that yeah. that kind of turned around and i started to realize being in nature is it's not it's, it's difficult in my mind but yeah. you know it's 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 just such an enjoyable experience yeah cool yeah huh, yeah um so that yeah does explain what stage of life you're at so I'm, like how long do you feel like you've been transitioning for now it was like a couple of months a couple of years i would say um a year or two yeah. um it's 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 a like, like a life-changing experience when you when you find something that you really love and, mm. and you know, it's so contrary to what you've experienced your whole life. Mm. And uh, and that's happened ever since I started cycling. Mm. So, 
Yeah, I would say about a year or two would be about I right. I love that. It's like being a child again. It's like I, I really believe we have such a um, – the relationship we have to learning is really quite strange. Like yeah. once we kind of get to an adult, we seem to not want to put ourselves in uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. where it's like I'm starting from scratch and, yes, I'm going to look yeah. like a dickhead who doesn't know what they're doing because I don't, but I'm not going to shame myself in that yeah. process and be like this is okay if I fall off the bike. Or yeah. When I go boogie boarding, like sometimes I can't get out under the waves and it's like I'm wiped <laughs> out. They've just – not everywhere but it's like i'm learning like this is okay so it's lovely to kind of embrace that process because we never really stop learning so um and i then i would love to know dan well i mean maybe we already know like what what lights your soul up what like what makes you feel alive i think uh i would say being outside all day Mm. is, is one thing um i think the part that really attracts me to bicycle traveling is that well i i'm assuming like the same would be truth to, to hikers and mm. you know all kinds of people who do this kind of ad- adventurous stuff but yeah. um it's it's seeing something new in nature every day yeah um and it's seeing something unexpected as well like yeah. you can go to a zoo or you can go to a um uh like don't you know, go to zoos. no don't go to zoos but you know you could you <laughs> could experience you nature in like a really uh oh like a controlled environment. controlled environment and you know what you're going to see and then you go home but you know when you're in when you're traveling yeah. uh on a bike or you're hiking or whatever um, you never know what you're going to see. And sometimes yeah. you'll see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Many of those days. Well, I mean, yeah. you see stuff, but it doesn't make you go, maybe you're just not as present with it. It doesn't exactly. make you go, oh my gosh, like you go past millions of trees, but I guess you get used to it after a while. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's another one. And also I have always lived my life um, rushing, I would say, like huh. like anxious to get to the next to step. Get to the to, B from A to B, yeah, right? Yeah. So like I would be uh, waking up and I'd be thinking, oh, i got to get ready for work. I've got to got to get this ready i come home from work and i'd be like okay, i've got to be doing something mm. i have to be uh looking for something to watch on tv i have to be mm. talking with someone i have to be i have to be doing something mm. whereas what really lights my soul up is kind of not having to rush to do something mm. if that makes sense just totally. so you can sit in nature and you can just kind of appreciate it for what it is and yeah. you realize that there's no time out of life mm. there's no time limit to anything yeah. So it's like, how do you feel like your anxiety has, like, is now? Because it sounds like before you just distracted, 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 of which I think people usually do because they don't want to sit with themselves. And I mean, I guess that's what you're doing when you're in a bike all day. You're just sitting yes. with yourself and you don't seem to be afraid of that so much that you seem to embrace it. Do you feel like your anxiety levels, like in general, would you say you're a different person? Would people meet you now and be like, you've changed? Oh, yeah. I I, I mean, embracing this and... Um, getting myself out there more and being more in, in nature and and everything the last two years has kind of given me mm. has made me just a much more confident person. Mm-hmm. Of course, anyone with anxiety will tell you there's always anxiety there. Yeah, yeah. sure. And, uh, yeah. They say there's a fine line between anxiety and excitement. So essentially yeah. it's like the same thing, So which is interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the same kind of feeling that you get, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> well, I think it's like a, an innate kind of mm-hmm. body reaction. Like it's like I need yeah. to be alert but not alarmed and there's yeah. almost like this sense of anxiety. But it's like I guess when you're out in nature so much you trust that it's not actually out to get you. <laughs> it's exactly. like, oh, I've, I've been with this. I've, yeah. I guess your relationship with the things around you change. Exactly. And But I feel like overall, I'm, you know, I could – I would always have trouble uh, even looking someone in the eye when I'm talking to them. Mm-hmm. That, that, that sort of thing, that was my level of anxiety yeah. that I'd experience. And being, when you kind of find that thing where you like, 
this is me. Like this mm. is this is what I'm about. It, it kind of gives you that confidence. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there are other people who've come on this podcast and when they find that thing and they trust it and they follow mm-hmm. it, the energy that comes out of them is just like, that's really fucking cool. <laughs> like, I just want to yep. follow you wherever you're going. Like, a part of me wants yeah. to get my bike ready and be like, okay, I'll come to Brisbane with you. Like, why not? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost at that level of trust. Do you get anxious now when you go inside for too long? I actually, it's funny you should say that because I have experienced that a couple of times, yeah. uh, even on this trip. Um, I occasionally, well, obviously, have to get groceries. You got to eat. Yeah. Um, sometimes those groceries are in a mall. Yeah, uh, malls are busy. As soon as I enter, I just like like a wave of anxiety goes mm-hmm. over me, and I'm just like, oh, this is such an uncomfortable place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, with such an artificial environment not yeah. only is the air temperature but then I don't know where the sun is and you've yeah. got these fluorescent lights and exactly. there's so many sounds and it, it, I when I go into situations like that I'm always like flabbergasted because you know when I functioned in those things before I must have really like dumbed myself down mm-hmm. like it makes sense why we yeah. drink and why we yep. do all these things because it's like I'm in sensory overload right now <laughs> but we just then consider that the norm yes. and then you know when we go into nature we're like oh it's so quiet and now I feel anxious it's like no this is what it's like like it's so nice and when I go back into those environments I definitely in the same I'm like what is happening <laughs> like and the level yes. of talking and sounds mm-hmm. and yeah it kind of reminds me what it must be like for dogs yeah and you're in like an environment where there's like you just there's four walls around you yeah. lots of people and everything's designed to get your attention as yeah, well <laughs> and, totally. yeah. and yeah so um yeah i do have experiences like that mm. and uh straight away i just can't wait to be back outside yeah again. totally it's a lovely i love like the polarities though yeah. that you can experience and like mm-hmm. even in one day in one hour yeah. to yeah just to go from that and then go outside and take a deep breath and you're like Oh, it's okay. (laughs) It's it's gonna be fine. Uh, Awesome. So now I would love to hear from you. What is a powerful journey that you've had outdoors in nature? Sure. So a couple come to mind. I'm thinking of two, and I'll make them brief. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I've I've obviously had brushes with nature before my bicycle trip. Done some hikes and seen some cool stuff. Been really lucky to you know see some really great nature. Yeah. Um, cycling. When I was cycling in the US. it would have been not even a couple of weeks in. I How was, long was the trip all together? It was about four months. Four months. Yeah. So you're a couple of weeks into a four-month trip. Yeah, okay. a couple of months. Just and painting at, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> at this time of the trip, everything's uncomfortable. Yeah. Body hurts. The muscles yep. aren't there that I need to be there. So every day is kind of hard. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I just can't wait to get into camp and get into bed and just... Yes. <laughs> Pretend like this isn't actually my life exactly. right now. <laughs> and I remember feeling rushed around that time as well. Huh. Like I just have to get to... Um, I, I'd break it up in my head and be like, okay, I've got to do 60 miles. I just can't wait to do, not 60 miles a bit much, actually, let's say 40. Yeah. I'd have to get my 10 miles. I just can't wait to get the 10 miles so I can huh. say a quarter's done. So okay. everything was rushed in my head. Um, I remember coming down this road. Um, unfortunately, it was on a road. Yeah. <laughs> and like I say, when you do this kind of thing, you sometimes you don't see much nature. Sometimes it just hits you really hard yeah. and you're like, wow. And I came face to face with an elk (laughs) and I had never seen an elk before. I I wasn't expecting to see one and it was just right there. And he was a big guy, the size of a horse, antlers were just so big. And I had this feeling in my gut that, you know, I am 
in his domain yes. and not the other way around. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if he wanted to, I'm sure <laughs> I yeah, would come off second best. Yep. Um, and we just stood there looking at each other for a little while. Yeah. My, my partner was a little ways behind me. So okay. I just felt like I was just me and this, this, this wow. massive creature. And he just looked at me for a while and then he just walked off and it just made me realize how small we are mm. as people yeah. and uh and that was really humbling um <sighs> and that made me think just wow like nature can just hit you so hard and yeah. <laughs> i love as well how big these animals are sometimes yeah. and like you say they could like wipe you out if they wanted yeah. to but i can just i get chills even just thinking of you just standing there looking <laughs> at them because like it's like the trust they have in us. Like, yes. Just to me as well, we fucked over a lot of animals. Yes. Like we kill a lot, we mm -hmm. eat a lot, like mm -hmm. we torture a lot, like we yep. don't have the best relationship. But when it's almost like when they hold space for us like that, if mm -hmm. he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're like, I'm just traveling through. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must have been so, because they are beautiful creatures. Yeah. How they have like tree trunks coming yeah. out of their head, uh -huh. like blows my mind. And so much bigger than I ever thought they would be. Yes. And like I said, it just makes you feel kind of vulnerable and kind of humble, I think. Yeah. yeah. And there is something so beautiful, I find, of seeing an animal in its natural environment. Because mm -hmm. I feel like I, as a kid, like I was taken to zoos and, you know, I understand there are some positives. I can't even Maybe say edu it. Yeah. Educational. Like yeah. I know people default to like, mm -hmm. it's an educational purpose <laughs> or they're being rehabilitated and stuff. Yeah. But on a whole, I still kind of call bullshit yeah, on absolutely. it a little bit. And I mean, I haven't gone to zoos for years mm -hmm. now. Um, and when I see then an animal in its, its natural environment, there is just like, it's just, I didn't have to look at a little pamphlet and go to find, like exactly. it's just, I get to experience the universe when two souls like collide and you see it there and you're just like, this is magical. It feels magical. Like I even mm. remember it when I was in Canada and we were uh, in this little town called Jasper. Have you ever been to Canada? No, I haven't. So close. Yeah, it's so, so close. close, but so but yeah, far. So far <laughs> um, from where you're at. And uh, we were staying in a campsite that mm. was a couple of k's out of Jasper because Jasper and the peak season was all booked out. Yeah. So we're staying in a campsite out of it, and then one of um, one of us decided that a cool way to get in and out would be to get rollerblades. <laughs> so this was, and I I'd never really ridden rollerblades before. Anyway, I fell in love with it. Yeah. But I remember sometimes on the way going through this one road that would go into and out of town. Sometimes I'd see elk and things. Yeah. But I remember sometimes all these cars would stop. And pull over which mm -hmm. means that there's some form of amazing wildlife yep. coming out and I remember one time it was bears wow. and I just remember like riding past being like there is nothing between this bear and I except for right? this pair of rollerblades <laughs> like I just had to keep other people in between me yeah. but just that that was that was just an everyday occurrence yeah. just blew my mind so yeah that makes total did you ever want to touch it i have this thing of like i just want to get really close and touch them and i know you're not meant to but there's something of like i just want to touch you really want to you. connect with it right yeah. like you want to you want to have that connection i think and i think yeah. i'm such a, a tactile kind of person i just want to like give yeah. it a pat but i know you're not really meant to plus it wouldn't let you anyway but oh and probably i might come off second best if it yeah. decided it didn't pretty, want to be touched pretty much yeah that is amazing i'm intrigued to hear your other story as well oh well the other story is maybe not as exciting but um my absolute favorite part of cycling the U.S. was the Grand Teton National Park. Grand Teton, okay. Grand Teton. It was like, it's like a, a, like a spine of mountains. And okay. um, I admittedly hadn't done a lot of research into how impressive it was. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And when I arrived, um, if you if you have a computer in front of you and you're googling it, if <laughs> yeah. you Google that, you you would just and you and you look at it and you imagine in your mind that you're there. Yeah. Once again, it's a case of nature is just oh. huge and humble, and and you just feel like I'm just a guy, you know. Yeah. I'm not just I'm just a person, and I'm in that environment. Yeah. And and that was. Definitely, like it's a similar feeling to when mm. I saw the elk. It was wow, this these mountains are just incredible. Mm. Um, I want to be here, and I just want to like I'm like a um, not a spectator, but like a uh, I'm trying to think of a word for it. But I'm just a a guy yeah. <laughs> in this like, amazing environment. And all you have to do in that environment is just receive how glorious it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, but um, in that actually in that. National Park, I did have a very similar experience to what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, one day I was packing up camp and it's just a normal day in one of the campsites in the, in the National Park and a coyote just came, walked straight past me and not even a couple of feet from where I was standing. Wow. And at first my mind told me it was a dog and I was like, wow, that's way too big to be a dog. How big and, was it? Like, was it like a big dog? Oh, like a I Great had, Dane size? Maybe not that big, okay. but it was big enough that you'd be like... Whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> 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 and it just casually walked past my, uh, you know, my, where I was packing up my tent yeah. and I just kind of held my tent in my hands, but just still and just like that brush with nature was just like, yeah. wow. And it's so, it, it kind of, I feel very passionate about sharks for some reason because yeah. I feel like... Jaws has given these sharks this reputation yeah. of which is doesn't really belong to them, I don't think. And yep. I feel like that with so many animals. Like, just because they're there doesn't mean they want to kill you and eat you. Exactly. Like, he just walked it went along his day. Or if there's a snake yeah. in your yard. Or if they, it doesn't mean they're out to get you. Yeah. But actually, like, you're just coexisting and when you relax. And, and sometimes even I walk down the street and... Uh, I walked past these magpies. It must have been like a little family. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of looked at them. And I was like, hey, guys, good morning. And then they just looked at me. And you were just like, respect. Yeah. And then you keep on your day. Like, we're actually so connected with these animals. And they watch us and study mm -hmm. us. And yeah. Like, so they get stereotyped, like you were saying. Totally. Like, like you think that magpie is going to swoop you or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One time. I mean, really. Um, mm. I love how you say as well that it almost feels like you're so humbled when you're out in nature because yeah. it puts things into perspective. It like does. I'm just a guy and, and I love that too. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just a little ant. <laughs> like I'm a little ant in the world going around mm -hmm. in my day because sometimes I feel so self-important. Exactly. I feel so self-consumed and like you say, that anxiety or like I should be doing this or I should have been doing that, which the nine to five job loves yeah. to feed into yep. that form of the ego. Like, yes, yeah. do more, be more. Yeah, absolutely. But when I'm out in nature, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. No. And when you can just sit in that and be like, there's such a gift in that because sometimes I'm then like, well, if it doesn't really matter, then what is it I want to do? Yeah. Which is what well, it sounds like with your transition, you know, even when you said that like, you know, you'd sold everything to go on this biking and then you come back and you're like, well, where do we want to live and what do we want to do? Like, That's right. like far out. If I completely deconstruct my life and I guess release some of the conditioning that was put on me, what is it that I want to create and what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I would love to have elk in my backyard. I'd love to create that if that was possible. Actually, it leads me to the other question I love to ask people is, do you think we are nature? I think we are nature in the sense that... We, hmm, that's a very good question. I didn't we're part of nature and we, should <laughs> and we should... We're part of nature and we should respect our role in nature. Okay. Um, when I was living a sedentary life... 
I had this view that nature's there to serve me. Like, yeah, sure. like, uh, you know, whatever that, whatever that is in the ground is designed to become plastic and that's designed to become my computer so I can do my job. Sure. You know, that kind of attitude. Sure. Um, you know, the stuff that we dig out of the ground is the fuel that I need to get to work. So it's like, it's there as a resource. Yeah, it's there for me to access and for me to tap into and for me to use. Um, But when you spend enough time in nature, you realize that um, a lot of that stuff doesn't really mean anything, Mm. if you know what I mean. Um, No, tell me what it means to you. Like going to work is going to work. Um, There's plenty of ways you can make money that are not the way that you think you need to do it. Um, You don't need to necessarily drive a car around all the time Mm. you don't necessarily need to uh trying to think of other examples but you don't need to live in a big house by yourself with just you and your partner on yeah or have a bunch of stuff that you might never ever use um and what these i guess humbling experiences of nature have taught me Mm. is that nature isn't there to serve us Mm. you know we're part of this whole ecosystem ourselves and we have a, I guess a responsibility to play mm. and a role to play in that yeah yeah do you like how do you then balance that because it seems like almost your pendulum has swung right mm. it's gone from like I'm an ultra consumerism <laughs> yay everything is here to serve me and it does like mm. nature you know it is this amazing technology where we can take things from the ground mm-hmm. and transform them like little alchemists and then yeah. make them into something else which is amazing but then it's like and then you sold all your stuff and then you're like no I'll just use my legs to pedal around <laughs> everywhere and eat oats every day <laughs> and then you've swung to the other side like Are you at that point now where it's like you're swinging back? Like, where do you find... What's the balance point for you? Yeah, so I... That's a really good question. Um, I think it all starts with awareness, right? You Mm -hmm. have to be aware. Um, I couldn't agree more. You have to be... Even if you're not an activist or you're not, you know... um, Knocking down the doors of your local politician, which you should be doing. Mm. But, you know, if, if that's not in your comfort zone... Yeah. The The... At a minimum, you can be you can be aware of, of the impact that you, the things that you are uh, doing is having yeah. an environment. Um, and I would say I'm somewhere around there at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've never been like a passionate environmentalist up until now, obviously. So, yeah. um, and I have never kind of I've always had a certain perspective on nature that's changed only recently. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this is learning for me. Yeah. I love how open and vulnerable you are about it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I thought that we, this was meant to make plastic and everyone's complaining about plastic. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just genius. Look yeah. how much plastic we have. This is great. Because <laughs> I think there are so many yeah. people like that. And then it's, you know, almost it, then it's this picture that you're meant to then live in an off the ground, tiny house, mm-hmm. um, off the ground, off the grid, tiny house with like a goat that feeds into your permaculture. <laughs> culture garden and then you you know yeah. you only use bulk food there's no plastic inside like and yeah. well i love that picture and that's yep. the goal for so many people but it's like how, how the fuck do i get there yeah. like but like you're saying like awareness of just like just look, look at without judgment hopefully what yeah. it is that you're doing and exactly is that still what you would like to do yeah so what do you think I love the fact that even though your partner kind of got you into cycling, you're doing this trip while she's away. You're like just doing a solo for a couple of uh-huh. weeks. Like it really, you called the bug bad. <laughs> you <laughs> like, could say that, yeah. Um, and when you go back, do you like? Do you feel like do you have a car still? Do you think, feel like you'll buy a car? Are you just going to bike everywhere? Or? You know, I have a car and I couldn't imagine living without a car Yeah. Um, up until 
um, before I started cycling. And now I, <laughs> I think I, it's, to me, it just seems like a big liability at the moment to have that yeah, thing. You know what sure. I mean? Um, you, I would just drive like from my house to the coffee shop, which is just around the block. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I drive to Woolworths when I need to, and it's literally about 500 meters away. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I, proud of it, but sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like, it just, it's just there, and it's you yep. know, there to use, and all you got to do is put that key in, and you're there. Mm. Um, I, I would say it's been a long way, but I, um, I'm now at the stage where I just enjoy writing, mm. and that took a long time. It, mm-hmm. it took a lot of mental changes, uh, that I needed to make in my head where, like I was saying before, you know, I wanted to get from point A to point B. Yep. Uh, and the ride is just this laborious thing that I can't wait to be over. Yep. Whereas now I cycle, and to be honest, cycling alone on this particular trip has taught me a little bit more about this, yeah. which is, um, you know, you can enjoy getting there, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And Do you feel like you've really, tr- like, taken that formula and applied it to different parts of your life? I think so, yeah. I, like I said, I uh, had an anxiety that stuff needed to be done. Um, I couldn't be idle. Like, you mm. know, being idle was just such a foreign concept in my head. Mm-hmm. And doing this trip, especially alone, mm. um, you know, I, I remember when I first started, I maybe a couple of days into it. Um, I was sitting at a campsite and it was just myself and just me and all these trees around me. And there was a river and, you know, mm. I was probably uh, 20 kilometers from maybe the nearest town. And in my mind, my mind's telling me, you can't just be sitting there doing nothing. There's, there has to be something that you have to do. Sure. <laughs> and then, you know, when, when I finally resolved that there's nothing I really need to be doing, mm just became a lot clearer in my head that Mm. you don't need to be doing everything all the time. So I think that's the most important lesson that Mm. I've got from doing this trip solo Mm. is that you don't need to be doing everything all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I even love like an extra layer on top of that of like, I am doing something. I'm breathing. I'm sitting. (laughs) I'm taking in this beautiful environment around me. It's like, I am already doing these things. So why don't I validate Mm -hmm. them? Because society is like, that's not a thing. What are you making? But it's like, I am doing something. I'm like, sometimes it feels like I'm reining back everything, which takes a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I'm meeting my mind. That's doing something. And then I'm sitting here and breathing. That's doing something. Like, <laughs> exactly. it feels really fucking good sometimes. <laughs> so I'm going to do that for a little while. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, I love the saying that just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah, that's It'll, right. I, I mean, it took so much uh, work mentally for me to change my frame of mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, again, I had been 20 something years of such a sedentary lifestyle mm-hmm. and. Um, the thought of doing some of the stuff that I do now, I wouldn't even be able to have comprehended back then. Mm. Um, and credit my partner again, she's Mm. put up with a lot of my complaining about (laughs) going outside and, and doing that sort of thing. But I feel like, I feel like just about anyone could do that, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I'm a big believer in, we have relationships with people because they're there to teach us something or often they're externalizing something that we need to integrate into ourselves. So, you know, like you said, if she was like, she would sound like she was your opposite, like Mm. your polar and the adventure Mm. kind of terms. You're just like, we want you go do that and I'll just stay here. (laughs) But she's like, no. And then it's like, almost like you've integrated parts of her into yourself, but then you actually realize that these are actually parts of me and there is actually me who does love bike riding and going outside and 
Yeah, and I'm sure maybe you've helped her a little bit to, like, enjoy being inside maybe. Like, you know, it's usually an exchange, yeah. whether she'd admit it or not. But, yeah. I would love mm. to know what, where to now. So with all this information yeah. you've given, like – that you're you've gathered mm-hmm. from Dan 1.0 mm-hmm. and now we're going into Dan 2.0 yeah. like what do you what's next for you so i again it's like a transitioning point so it's sometimes some parts are clear and some parts are not sure. clear um i think that i'll be bicycle touring until i basically can't do it anymore you like, got a that's bad <laughs> you like you're okay you found your jam yeah. so i i don't think i i don't see my life ahead without this part of it yes. um and yeah that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily have to mean every year i'm going somewhere but i just have a feeling that you know at some point i'm going to be like okay i need to get out and do this again yeah um so that's definitely uh, unfortunately it's just there and it's part of my life now and i can't do anything about that yeah. um life is life you have to do life yeah. <laughs> we are in these human bodies yes you can't just cycle around the world forever and can't you though people who do there are people that do i'm sure and uh my hat's off to those people yeah um life does have to happen sometimes i guess so um life is the plan for the short term and what that is uh well like i've worked in offices my whole life yeah and nine to fives and uh you know i'm sure a lot of people can sympathize with uh you know having that desire to be promoted and be have responsibility and, yeah. and you know, have that validate you. Um, <laughs> definitely, uh, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, people who do that sort of thing. No. I mean, people are different, but for me, that's uh, not something I desire to really return back to. Mm. Um, so when I was cycling across the US, um, we were lucky to stay with a lot of uh, firefighters. Huh. The, the logic behind that was uh, they're big guys. So if we had any trouble they're all right there okay. and <laughs> i guess their job is to help people out but <laughs> <laughs> so like we're your problem now yeah um but they ended up being really nice and uh occasionally they would let us come into their um uh what do you call that like a mess hall or i'm trying to think of the word oh, for yeah. it like in the interior where like everything in the station like in, in the station the, yep. yeah to like have showers and hang out with them and they're all paramedics everyone every firefighter is a qualified paramedic um, but that's unique just to America, isn't it? I, think so. I don't think that's the same here. But no, I don't. I feel like you do. No, you do. Because a friend of mine became a firefighter and she definitely isn't a medic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's really interesting. I guess that makes sense because you're first on the scene and then exactly. you've got more skills. And, yeah. yeah. So that um, hanging out with those people and hearing those kind of calls and being in that environment, that made me want to become a paramedic. Yeah. So uh, in addition to the bicycle touring, which might complicate things, that's what I'm going to be working towards because oh. I just like to help people out. And uh, Are your friends like, who are you these <laughs> days? Are they just like you compared to five years ago? You're now just like, you know, I want to be a paramedic and give back to the world while riding everywhere. Yeah. And they're just like, I want to talk to you about Netflix. And you're like, yeah. it's dead to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's funny you should say that because I had this thing when I started bicycle touring where I'm like, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. Like I'd have a social media presence, I'd have a website, YouTube channel, and I'd be blasting everyone with, look at this cool thing I'm doing. Okay. Um, and then I kind of realized through doing it enough that, you know, while that's a great thing, some people just have the mind for that and yeah. they just apply themselves and they create this great content 
and a lot of it's really helpful to people that are getting into this yeah. for the first time. Um, kind of realized it wasn't for me. Okay, um, sure. So, like, and again, I think it's that anxiety of I don't really like talking about myself that much okay. in, in that kind of sense. So okay. I realized that the hard way by um, having this YouTube channel and this website that uh, telling everyone how cool I am for doing this is just not something that is conducive with okay. doing this again and again. Sure. Um, and like I said, for me right now, it's just about not necessarily the point A to point B, but it's 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 how I get there. Yeah. And that's where I find my enjoyment out of this now. It's totally. just like getting on the bike, what's going to happen today? And yeah. then next day, oh, what's going to happen today? Yeah. Um, but where I was going with that is uh, with my friends, um, you know, it, it, it's more, it's it's less of look at this cool thing I'm doing and more like, oh, you know, it's just a... It's just something I like doing. <laughs> like, I just walk around in bike shorts all the yeah, time now. Yeah. Like, they I'm, get used to all the spandex. Yeah, I just walk past people in my, like, uh, three-day uh, dirty clothes and haven't had a shower in a while and just, yeah. you know. <laughs> I found that people loved it, though. Like, when um, doing a part of the BNT, like, mm -hmm. you'd have your backpack on and people sometimes would pull over to give us, like, a lift and it was like, no, we're actually walking. <laughs> like, but they were so intrigued. Yeah. Like, and even when I see cyclists on the highway yeah. and stuff, sometimes I'm like, where are you going? Oh, <laughs> like, the, I want to have a chat yeah. with them. The generosity um, yes. of people that do this is just insane. Mm -hmm. Like, you you don't realize how nice people are mm -hmm. until I guess they feel sorry for you. But that's a bad way to put it. But you know, people are just nice. And yeah. I can think of a couple of examples, even this trip where yeah. like even where was I two nights ago? No, last night I was in Ballina yep. and I was at a campsite and this family just gave me like a whole bunch of food yep. and they said, we have a fire, come join us. Yep. And like, it's just like mind blown. Yep. And like other times where <laughs> this one comes to mind in the US where we were cycling and this camper van pulls up beside us like like if you can imagine we're cycling and it just overtakes us and then it just stops and then I hear this guy get out and yell I'm going to cook you guys some pancakes <laughs> and like <laughs> just and even like people um, like through the warm showers program which yeah. I love like like yourself um, and just to have a bed for the night yeah. and have people to talk to you because when you're cycling, sometimes you might go a couple of days without really having a good conversation with yeah. someone and just the kindness of people is just yep. crazy. Yeah. And it's nice to be on both sides of that as well. Yeah. Like it being like it's quite stationary here. Now the idea yeah. of someone using the lawn or using a spare bed, you're like, Oh, of course. <laughs> like it just feels like there's no issue mm. with it, but mm -hmm. to be on the receiving end of that yep. sometimes. And I've found people go above and beyond. And I think that there really is that, you know, we kind of pretend like it's me versus you or, and sometimes it feels like our houses do that. We're all in these separate yeah. houses. And I mean, I don't really know my neighbors even that well, no. but when you kind of break out of that bubble and do something slightly different, people actually respond incredibly well. And it's so like, Oh, we are all the same and all in yeah. this together. And yeah. And I think that sometimes it's, you, you know, when you go from that idea, like you said, of working a nine to five job and like contributing to society mm -hmm. and like that's apparently life. But sometimes I really do think people are contributing to society when they're doing something out of the norm and just showing yeah. you like, it's almost like the inspiration of like, yeah. thank you for doing that. And 
Yeah, I remember, yeah, so many lovely people that would just offer things, you know, like, thank you, like food. Sometimes people would offer me stuff, though, that I didn't even want. It was like, I'm not actually a homeless hobo. Like, you know, I am proactively choosing this. Like, it's yeah. okay, but I appreciate where you're coming from kind yeah. of thing. So. I've been offered um, beer a couple of times. Like, yeah. someone will hold a can of beer out the window, and I'm yeah. thinking, I'd love to drink that now, but that's going to be... Nice and warm. Nice and warm. And then by the time I get to camp, that won't be that enjoyable, but... Yep. Yes. <laughs> but thank but you, thank you. <laughs> yeah um i loved as well i just wanted to like end on that note of uh i guess what you've done is kind of shifted a limiting belief of, that you have of you know like well to get to the coffee shop i have to get in my car yeah. and go like that was your belief and now you're like well of course i can walk there or ride there like i've ridden like yeah. 100 k's in one day mm-hmm. and i really loved that even when i was walking or cycling just that idea of even now sometimes when i walk it's like i walked like Sometimes like 30 Ks a day. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, should I walk to the shops or yeah. not? I'm like, Tian, you can walk <laughs> to the shops. Like, you got this, girl. Like, you have done this. Yeah. And I love that it's so empowering sometimes for myself of like, I, I don't want to walk 30 Ks every day, yeah. but I can. And just knowing that I am capable of that, I guess that's what mm-hmm. extreme sports are good for sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't want to go do that every day, but knowing I can and... And even being self-sufficient, I found incredibly empowering. Yep. Like mm. even it's, I can kind of see the similarity in you. It's like, I almost created my own rite of passage. Mm-hmm. So from becoming, you know, a teenager to an adult, my parents definitely, I don't think, or my community didn't facilitate a kind of, yeah. here we are, mm-hmm. you're in the next stage of life. But I ended up doing that for myself. And ironically, that was selling all my things, putting wow. stuff in a backpack, <laughs> and then kind of learning to get from A to B by myself, learning Amazing. to feed myself, learning to feel safe. Like I would just camp in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, that's, that's baller like to do that but to feel confident and Mm -hmm. but then also to be able to look at the landscape of like i feel safe like i could sleep there i could sleep there and i really like that now because when i'm in when i'm in suburbia or when i'm in these different environments there's not that level of fear like even sometimes i'm just going on a tangent here of like um like obviously you go to the toilet outside a lot so it's this idea now when i need to go to the toilet when i need to wee i'm not like oh no where is the bathroom it's like i go find a tree like it's like (laughs) of course like but just to know that my Mm -hmm. body has natural things that it needs to do and it's safe for me to do them and it's actually better than using all this water to flush down wee like but to kind of know that yeah, I felt very connected to where I am. It's mm-hmm. not like I am only safe when I'm in this house and I'm only safe when I'm in this car. It's like, I got this, which I imagine yeah. it seems like you've really blossomed <laughs> into that too, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I think there's this thing where like, it's so easy to get gratification. It's mm-hmm. so easy to, um, to, to kind of tick that box of I need to be entertained. Yeah. And for me, that was, you know, literally firing up a video game or something and instantly I'm entertained and I'm in my safe little spot and and that's all there is. And I think it takes a lot of courage for someone to do what you did, which is to like say, I'm just going to put myself right out there, (laughs) throw a backpack on and have these experiences. Um, Because the way society tells us that we need to have fun kind Mm. of says, you just kind of need to keep doing those kind of activities that yeah. don't have that don't lead to those experiences yeah. and uh so i think that's fantastic it is that instant gratification isn't it? sometimes you've really got to stretch yourself out of your comfort zone was like type one and type two fun like sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel so good in <laughs> yeah. the beginning like with cycling in for the first couple of weeks yeah when you get past that you're just like oh 
and I mean, life is long. Yeah. Like you don't have to be comfortable all the time. No, that's right. Do you still play computer games now? Ah. Uh, I have to admit, I do carry a Nintendo Switch with me when I... Uh, What's that? I don't even know what It's that like is. a little video game console. It's handheld. <laughs> and sometimes I do just play that. It's in your It is in one of my panier. Yeah, okay. And sometimes I do that. Um, I think I'll always have a little bit of uh, side of me that wants to do those totally. kind of things. Um, so I do carry that as a kind of a compromise to myself. Yeah. Um, but that would only be, um, you know... <laughs> if there's nothing, uh, if I'm just sitting there yeah. without anything I love that, that cool you've got happening. the best of both worlds, right? <laughs> you've got the best of technology, then this little handheld game, yeah. and then the fact that you could cycle for, you know, yeah, yeah, heaps of fresh air. While we think if every kid, it was like, you can play this game if you cycle 50Ks today. <laughs> like, I feel like the world would be transformed, right? potentially. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me and sharing those stories. And I so look forward to even like, actually, I have another question. Sure. Um, if so, you had the YouTube channel and you had mm -hmm. the, the, the social media platform where you shared these things. Yep. That to me is almost like a creative outlet. Yep. Do you feel like how do you have a creative outlet now? Because I feel like your story is, is inspiring in its own beautiful oh, thank you. way. Uh, how how are you going to share that with people? I'm a little bit like, how do you, you can't just not share it with people. <laughs> well, I, I'm a creative person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like yourself, uh, you know, with, with the podcast, even yeah. that, that requires a lot of creativity. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a musician. Um, so I, oh. I, I play, I, I play and I sing a little bit. Uh, I love my country music. So that's, that's the kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, and again, just going back to like what, life kind of tells you life with social media and everything life kind of tells you like i need to tell everyone how cool this thing is yeah. i'm doing and i when i first started bicycle touring i thought i just cannot not share this with yeah absolutely everyone yeah. and i just gotta ram it down everyone's throat and tell everyone how cool i am sure. um i would say i update family and friends on okay. what i'm doing um but I don't really feel a need to um, kind of share how cool it is because... What, what if I, you were stopping someone else from being inspired by the same activity? What if your pendulum has swung <laughs> and now you're humble as fuck, but you're too humble? <laughs> too humble? Exactly. Yeah. We need to kind of come back a little bit. Yeah. That's what I'm inviting you to yeah. do. Yeah. So what I, what I would love to be able to do yes. is to be in a position where I can say, look, anyone can do this. Yeah. And it's like... It seems really hard and it seems like such a... Like when I first thought when someone described to me what bicycle touring was, yeah. I was like, why would anyone do that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's just, it's really accessible. It's mm. something you can just, all you need is a bike, mm -hmm. a couple of bags, a tent, a sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going camping in a car with like all your gear, you're probably spending more on that kind of thing yeah. than you would bicycle yep. touring and i've met some people who just put together a bike out of the or, or just get a bike drag it out of the tip somewhere mm -hmm. attach some kitty litter boxes to it and just keep cycling <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a true story great. yeah true story and um and those people cycled across the u.s with yep. that setup and so if if if, if i could get one message out there that i would like to yeah. that i would like to tell people it's that you don't need to be, you know, Cadell Evans or something to 
bicycle tour. Yeah. You don't need to be good at cycling. I mean, I learned how to ride a bike when I was 26 or yeah. something and, and I fell over a lot and not that you would probably fall over a lot if you, you know, <laughs> if you were uh, coordinated. Um, but anyone can do it. And I remember struggling and thinking this is impossible, but, it's kind of a barrier you have in your mind. That's, yeah. And, and totally. once, and once you kind of win that mental battle with yourself, mm. you just, you, you just realize, I'm sure through, you know, through the hiking, you just don't, you realize there's so much possibilities that mm. you've kind of shut yourself off from yep. viewing as a possibility. Yeah. yeah. I still do it to myself. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I just, there is something, I feel like your story so needs to be heard in the way of like, <laughs> and I you. mean, our thousands and thousands of podcast listeners <laughs> will now hear it, but like, mm. I didn't know, I just, I'm just challenging you. There's something really unique about that. And I think so many people can relate to of this, you know, being nine to five mm -hmm. in not knowing how to ride a bike, working in healthcare, like, you know, that, and then to transform that into, and having anxiety, like, I feel like so many people tick all those boxes, mm. and then to go, like, this is who I became in such a short amount of time, but, like, that it is possible, and that I feel better for it, I actually enjoy my life more for it, Yeah. Like, don't hold that story to yourself, <laughs> I don't know if you have to write a book or something, but, like, Thank it you. just... Yeah, and I love that those vulnerable pieces you bring through that really are like, yep, I, I've, I've driven to the shops, you know, or yeah. yep, like, and you didn't know how to ride a bike. Like, I just, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so thank you. And I just, yeah, I challenge you to to keep sharing it. Oh, I, would, I accept that challenge. Yes, excellent. <laughs> and I, I look forward to following you as well and finding out more about where you go next. Because where did you say your next adventure is? Oh, look, it's it's hard to say at this stage. Okay. Um, I Because oh, you want to go, you were looking, when we were talking, you were thinking about going into hiking. So Yeah, I want to hike as well. Long. I mean, like, uh, I, I never thought people, to be honest with you, the thought of people hiking for like long periods of time, that was something <laughs> that, that I couldn't even conceptualize totally. in my head two years ago. Um, I was uh, lucky to, when we cycled across the US, we crossed with a lot of hikes that go from, uh, kind of like Canada to Mexico yep. sort of thing. And uh, like hikers are just the coolest people. Mm. They, they experience the coolest things. And, and I just thought as soon as I met these people, I was like, I gotta be part of that. Yeah. Um, so I would love to do hikes as well. Um, of course I'll still always do bicycle touring. Yep. There's a lot of bicycle tours that I think about doing like I, I, I want to cross the US a second time okay. that's that's one of my goals uh, even ones like going from you know cycling in Africa cycling uh, <laughs> so many, there's so many parts of the world that you yeah. can ride a bike in that are really cool absolutely um but I guess because I'm on a tour now, yeah. my focus is like... Totally trying to be present with where yeah, you are and not present, get to the so, next destination. And, totally. and you know, when, you're, when you spend so much time thinking about your current trip, you're like, I, I guess there'll be time for planning afterwards, totally. what when I'm saying. When you're bored in your four-walled room and you're like, i got to get out of here again. Yeah, I'm sure that bug yeah. will... Uh, Either I imagine again. like our paths will cross again and you're like, I swam Bass Straits. You know, <laughs> we'll do something like, oh, okay, that's great. Cool. In a little cage. I don't know. I love, but I love hearing it keeps me inspired. So thank you. It keeps me being like, what, what's the next adventure I want to do and how can I make that happen? And mm. what belief do I have that's currently stopping me from doing that? And how can I take, you know, little baby steps towards that? So yeah. Thank you so much, Dan. No, this has been so great. Thank you. Yeah. Until next time. Dun, dun, dun.